Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Tim Scott, and welcome to this week's podcast of History Dweebs. This week, the topic is freak shows. So time to get your freak on. We're going to talk about the history of freak shows and some of the more colorful characters that participated in those shows. So, as always, my co-host here on History Dweebs is the incomparable Brandy... Blue Hair Beauty Herman. How are you, Brandy? Well, I'm well now. How are you, Tim? I'm fine. And, of course, uh, we're joined by the distinguished Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you, Charles? Well, I am finer than a frog has split four ways, Timothy. Man, that's pretty fine. I really am going to quit teaching you things. Okay, so let's on to the freak shows. So, um, Brandy, won't you tell us a little bit about the history of freak shows? Well, they've actually uh, been around England since the 1600s. Uh, they included things like giants, dwarves, fat people, very thin people, conjoined twins. Um, and they even, since it was back in the 1600s, they even had just people from exotic countries that were there. Like Canada or something? Yes, de- definitely like Canada, London, yeah, those kinds of things. Um, freak shows were a particularly popular form of entertainment during the Victorian period. Everybody loves a freak. Tom Norman, the Silver King, um, was the English counterpart to uh, P.T. Barnum. And he exhibited his performers in... Um, storefronts and um, you know out on the streets wherever he could get booked wherever he could make money and get jobs he would exhibit his his freaks Um, he started his career back in the 1870s when he started managing Miss Eliza Jenkins the skeleton woman the balloon headed baby <laughs> Actually, that's what we call Logan when he was born. The big headed baby. It must have been tough childbirth. Oh my God. Actually, Renee Especially named, for the skeleton woman. Actually, actually Renee named Logan the big headed baby. <laughs> um, uh, he stated in his autobiography that back in those days you could exhibit anything. Um, for, you could exhibit a needle, an anchor, a flea, an elephant. It was not the show. It was the tale that you told with the show. Yeah, people were less sophisticated and 
more gullible back then. Right. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> um, freak shows were also essential components of circuses in America. Um, Ringling Brothers used them all the time. Uh, they Ringling Brothers featured play, people, excuse me, people like uh, Daisy and Violet Hilton. They were conjoined twins. Johnny Eck, Prince Radian, the Living Torso, uh, Harry Earl, the Midget, who falls in love with Cleopatra, the Trapeze Artist. Um, they actually continued on in carnivals um, in midways all through America, um, up through the 20th century, and I believe there are still a few that are still. Uh, active now. I believe they call those Walmart. <laughs> they do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, and you don't have to pay admission. You do not but have you to can pay get admission, popcorn. but yes, you can get popcorn, yes. Nice. Um, where once there were 105 sideshows touring with circuses and carnivals across the United States, there are now just a handful. Um, it's become a business much like pornography where it's just a shameful business. They've explained most things with genetics. Um, so now it's there's only a handful left. And um, most of the time, if you really if you truly have an oddity, you can make more money uh, you know showing it on the internet. Yeah, we're on now it's reality TV. It's well, sure. changed to reality. Or Bruce TV. Jenner. Exactly. <laughs> well we're um, we're gonna talk a little bit more later about you know, was this, um, you know, were the participants of the freak shows, were they victims of, were they being exploited? When we have our great debate between you and the colonel a little bit later on in the show. I welcome it. Um, one of the features that all the freak shows sort of had in common was that they had uh, geeks, and geeks were... Um, Kind of the low end, the bottom rung of the freaks. The freaks would not associate with the geeks. The geeks were um, people who were hired to uh, do outrageous acts uh, and draw attention to themselves. Generally, they were hired, and when these circuses would travel from town to town, generally they would just hire local uh, guys to do because be the uh, geeks. And what the geeks would do were to do things like uh, chase and, and bite the heads off live chickens and just anything. They didn't really have a skill or uh, a, you know a deformity per se. They just uh, it was generally like drug addicts or alcoholics. They just needed some money, so you know you just to hire your local drug addict to go out and bite the head off a chicken. Get I knew that kid. I knew that guy. <laughs> Actually, they were pretty much like the cousin that used to come over at Christmas that everybody wondered about. I think I dated him. You know, I uh, in high school there was this kid that we would uh, at the in the, our cafeteria. We would uh, after we finished lunch, we would pile all of our uneaten food onto one plate, and we give the kid like a couple bucks, and it would be gross. I mean, he so this it poor all. starving child. You were I a bully. starving. You he were was, a bully. He was obviously starving. No, if he's eating all your he leftovers. Was, he was making. You know. Earning a living, and he would get like a couple bucks. Like, earning a living, he would eat like you know half-eaten uh, bowls of chili and uh, mixed with spaghetti, mixed with uh, fish, whatever that was. You know, that's so like, gross. Yeah, it was. It was pretty gross. But th- that was the same role the geeks played in um, the these freak shows, 
and they were like I said, they were like the uh, bottom rung of of the of all the freaks, and the freaks would not really have anything to do with them because the freaks thought that they actually had a talent or they brought something to the table. Where the geeks were just like anyone they could pick up off the street to do. So these. the bearded lady was looking down upon. Yeah, her. they did. They well, she just, had a talent. Yeah, they, well, I don't know if she had a talent, but she they felt she so much special. And the geeks were just someone who you know they would hire off the street and to do these gross things. But this were the geeks, and then um, much like you do at times. Yeah, I, I do it from from time to time. We have. Um, one of the more, uh, but not all the um, freaks um, were victims of, you know, were being exploited or, or taken advantage of. One of the most famous of all the freaks was a midget named, I guess that's a wrong word, right? Short person. Little person. Little dwarf, person. Actually. Okay. Dwarf, okay. Named Tom Thumb or... He was actually born um, Charles General. Charles Shredward Stratton in January fourth, nineteen thirty-eight. Um, his he was born to normal-sized parents and he had normal-sized siblings, but his paternal grandmothers both were short people, uh, little people, and uh, he had stopped growing at age six months. And they they took him. His parents took him to the doctor, and they told the par- uh, doctor told the parents that he was unlikely to grow much more, unless he quit smoking. Well, smoking did stunt his growth. <laughs> it stunted growth. Um, it stunted his growth greatly. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he was um, at age five. He was twenty five inches tall, which is like a little a over a little over two foot tall, and weighed only fifteen pounds. P.T. Barnum, of course, the as Brandy mentioned, the famous uh, showman had a relative who uh, became aware of um, Sherwood, or Stratton in uh, Connecticut, where he, lived, where he was born, and she uh, um, told Barnum about him, and Barnum reached out to the Stratton family and offered his uh, uh, Stratton's father $3 a week if he would um, allow him to put Charles on exhibit in New York, which the family agreed to. Um, and Barnum, Good parenting right there. Yeah, well, Barnum gave uh, Stratton, changed his name to Tom Thumb, which is uh, based on um, English folklore of a little person. And he also gave him the net title of General. So he became General Tom Thumb. And uh, without even, you know, even being, without serving any time in the military, he became a general, which yeah. is very impressive. But Barnum taught a young, and I'm just going to refer him to him from now on as Tom Thumb, he, re, he taught young Tom how to perform, including singing, dancing, uh, telling jokes, taught him how to imitate famous people in history. And the two actually became very close friends and uh, lifelong friends. And when I said it, Tom Thumb was not, you know, exploited. Well, of course he was exploited, but he benefited greatly from it. He ended up um, becoming a very wealthy man and actually... Um, bailed um, Barnum out later on in his life when he ran into some tough financial times. So, um, you know, Tom Thumb did quite well in the business. Um, he he started performing in 1842 at age five, but Barnum would uh, build him as being age 11 to make it even more um, sensational. Um, and he grew up into his teens uh, where he eventually reached two feet, 11 inches tall, 
In the early 1860s, Tom met and fell in love with another short person, Lavina Warren, who also performed for Barnum. Um, the two fell in love and were married on February 10th, 1863. And there was quite a scandal behind that. Yeah, Chuck's got this whole soap opera he wants to go into. All right, Chuck, well, go ahead. Mr. Barnum also found for his show a man, a small man, named George Washington Morrison Nutt. And he put him in the show, too. Um, now, he was not as talented, as talented or as handsome as uh, Mr. Tom Thumb. And he got a lower rank. He was known as Commodore Nutt. Now, Commodore... Fell in love. What is a Commodore, by the way? What kind of ranking is that? Uh, I think it's a nautical. I believe it's a singer in a R&B band. <laughs> it's Lionel Richie, exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, Mr. Barnum paid $30,000 to employ this young man to his parents. He really overpaid for him since he only was giving Tom Thumb $3 a week. Yeah, but he gave him a lower rank. Now, he, Mr. Uh, Where is that? Commodore Nutt mm-hmm. also fell Four in love with him. Lavinia. And I mean, at one time, well, there lady. couldn't have been many options. <laughs> at one time, it came, it was such a fierce, fierce rivalry that they came to blows. So there was some the altercation over there was this a, young There lady. was a physical altercation, which was the start of midget wrestling. <laughs> that is not <laughs> true. No That's fact. not true. That, that is not wrestling. true. Colonel Tom Nutt and Commodore, Commodore Nutt and General Thumb had the first midget wrestling match. No. Well, anyway. I say no to that. I, I call bullshit on that, too. But Tom Thumb, even though there was this uh, well, Commodore uh, confrontation, as Chuck says, the <laughs> colonel says, the wedding um, of uh, Tom Thumb and Lavina Warren were married on February 10th. It was quite the event in New York City. Um, they, blocked, they had to block off uh, like four city blocks for people who wanted to see the young couple. And so it was a big deal. Uh, wedding made front page news around the country. Uh, it became somewhat a diversion for many people because the Civil War was going on, and at that time it wasn't going very well for the North. So people like kind of lost herself in the story. So she was like the Lady Di of her time, kind of like Lady Di, only much shorter. Well, her dress uh, was made out of one silk glove. <laughs> their honeymoon, on their honeymoon trip. Tom and his new lovely bride. Just FedEx FedEx him somewhere. (laughs) Lavina (laughs) were a guest at the White House of President Lincoln. So um, the couple got to meet. He was a quite tall man. He he was quite tall. He was a six foot tall. So they got to meet the president. And then, um, as I said, the couple continued to tour with Marnham and became quite wealthy. in January 1884, Barnum um, booked a trip for them to Europe, where they also became very, very popular. They performed before uh, for Queen Victoria at Buckingham Palace. Uh, they actually, it was kind of funny, the, the Queen actually loved Tom Thumb, and, uh, what, but one of her... Um, Dogs did not, and then started attacking Tom Thumb, and he took a, his like a chew, th- chew toy. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, did I he think, squeak? Uh, it was a it was a poodle, I think. And he took a he took his <laughs> cane <Damn>. poodles. <laughs> he took the cane. His cane. Now would you put well, the colonel, the general down, <laughs> Fluffy? 
<laughs> Don't <laughs> eat the general fluffy. Apparently, apparently, Thumb took his walking stick and like beat the hell out of the dog, and and you know the royal family were just you know cracking up over it. So well, clearly, well, the, the dog, dog was an asshole. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the dog was an asshole, obviously. <laughs> Now, the couple, um, Tom and Lavina, never did have children, um, but everywhere they went um, to kind of add to the um, the story, Barnum would borrow a child from the local How orphanage. Borrow a child. Yeah, he would go to the lo- local orphanages and give them a few bucks, and then uh, they would take them and, and claim that that was their kid. It's a rent-a-kid. Yeah, exactly. A regular size uh, well, yeah, doesn't the matter. Are, they would get babies. They had. They actually had one that they toured with for a while until that child outgrew the parents, and it, and it didn't look right. So, and uh, they never had children. In fact, Lavina's sister had. Um, she was a short person too, and she actually um, she died trying to give childbirth. So they never did try to have children. Um. So that's the story of Tom Thumb. He um, went, they had had very good life and um, made, a, you know, made a lot of money, and he continued to tour for years, um, and uh, eventually they were, um, they almost perished actually in a house fire. Uh, or I mean, at a fire at a hotel, and they were saved. Him, both him and Levine were saved. At the they go down the laundry chute. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. They I don't know. The dumb waiter. Now, but, at one point, wasn't there a scandalous sex tape? No, <laughs> they were not. No, no. Ew. They were no sex tapes with Tom and Le- and Lavina. They were good. They but, were good people. Um, yeah, they were very good people. And like I said, he, they became very wealthy. Um, but in that fire, that fire was in uh, 1883. 71 people actually died in that hotel fire. It was in Milwaukee. Well, they could stay low under the smoke. Well, no, actually their manager, <laughs> Sylvester Bleeker, saved their lives. He carried, I guess, one out under each arm. He no, I'm, all I, carried them out. I'm making that up. But he did He, he did save them, yeah. I wonder if he just threw them out the window and somebody on the cup caught him. <laughs> I don't know. But in any way, they, um, they, uh, that was, you know, pretty traumatic with them and then for them. And then, uh, with his, her, her sister dying right before that happened, uh, they had a pretty rough period there. Six months later, um, Tom actually died of a stroke at age 45. Little and, people don't live long. And he is in, he is buried now in Connecticut, uh, um, in a Bridgeport, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Now, I, I don't know about his uh, I don't know about his uh, coffin. I believe they just used an orange. Grip. But um, I don't know. Uh, Lavina died. She went on to live a long life. She died thirty five years later. She remarried. And but when she died, she was buried next to Tom's uh, Tom's uh, monument, and it simply says on her tombstone, "His wife." So she didn't get a lot of props. (laughs) She didn't get a lot of props. She should have props. Yeah, she was uh, his wife. She'd have been a nobody. She just kind of show. The causes of the Strattons, both Lavina and and. Tom's uh, extreme shortness is still unknown. Um, X-ray, X-rays were not discovered until 1895, 12 years after his death, um, and the medical technology of the day were unable to obtain the pathology underlining his dwarfism, but it's believed to 
be uh, related to uh, thyroid issue. So that's it for Mr. and Mrs. Thumb. Yeah, they were pretty famous. So, Charles, you're going to tell us about a famous Siamese twin that also toured in... Well, we do, we, we do not like to call them Siamese twins. Uh, it's co- it's offensive. Yeah, Kojoy. I know you would, you, you would so never... So sensitive you are. Kojoy twins. Yes. So sensitive. Now, these are the Colorado brothers, and they, uh, they're one of the earliest examples of conjoined twins ever recorded. Now, now they were strange in it. They were conjoined in a, in a peculiar way. I believe that what happened was that Lazarus, who was fully functional, tried to eat his twin brother in utero. What? <laughs> the guy's name was Lazarus? <laughs> what? Lazarus was a fully functional one. Okay. Um, he did yes. not try eating. Okay, so let's um, let's kind of so the jo- audience Ioannis, can. Okay, we had Lazarus and Johannes Baptista. Okay, Lazarus was fully functional here, and he was just your normal guy. He was well, he was kind of normal except for his brother growing out of his abdomen. Yeah, just so people at home can picture. It's this. an icebreaker. Yeah, it was. He, 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 well, not his legs. Now he just had a head and a couple stubbly little arms coming out of there. And his torso. And his torso. And this part so, of his torso so would, would protrude from his brother's stomach. So his brother's standing stomach. straight up, mm-hmm. and his uh, Lazarus is standing straight up. And his brother's name is what's his brother's name? Johannes. Yeah, okay, he's a Johannes. Jonas. Depends on Johannes. It depends on where you're at. He could go straight out like a table from his belly. Yeah. yeah, Like an ironing board basically comes from the He's at a 90-degree angle to his brother. Face up. Face up. That's key. Luckily, that is key. Or he'd be looking at the ground all the time. Well, he'd be looking at more than that. (laughs) I don't know that he looked at anything. But no, he was was not... He was not a functional man. He made some noises, and he did this and did that, and he did not like you rubbing on him. He would he would get quite aggressive, but he couldn't only he could only get so aggressive. It's like a T Rex with his arms. Basically, yeah. I mean, he, but he had teeth. He had teeth. He, he was a biter. Your ass. Yeah, he was a biter. Uh, now, so they had to feed him. They had to feed him. Okay. Um, I mean, he was I, covered with a cloak. Um, he actually, um, it was so. Now this is before he was. This came along before Chang and Ing, the two. Famous. I'm telling you, I would pay fifty cents to see that. Oh, yeah. That's your sweet and ass. They were even able to get an audience with King Charles the first. Who Chang and Ing or the no, first guy, Lazarus the and Johann. Lazarus and Johann. Yeah. Okay, so just so I can picture this, Lazarus whatever. and Johann or whoever his brother, Giannis. He's coming out of his stomach. So at nighttime, when Lazarus lays down to go to sleep. They slept in shifts. He's not a stomach sleeper. They slept so in shifts. is straight up then at that point, right? Well, sure. Yeah. Okay, so he's up all night. The guy that gets no sleep. Well, yeah. Well, no, he's, because during the day, his he just brother got covered him with a cloak. Sure. So, so he's like, like a bird. He, he went to sleep. Yeah. yeah, but he's walking yeah. around. He's, you know, bumping, he's into <laughs> bumping into stuff. Bumping into stuff. He's going shopping. He's I know, taking would, care well, of And chores. he probably got used to sleeping up like that. My concern would be... If his hair got too long, it would get in my face. Yeah, well, I would. I would not be concerned so much with his hair getting in my face, as where he was, where he was conjoined was right above Your Lazarus' oh. genitalia. 
So, okay. like, if he was standing at, how would you stand at a urinal at that point? Well, you'd hit somebody's head. Well, you'd have to oh. get your little your little brother to give you a hand now, I think. No, because he's face up. How would he do that? He's just reaching behind reach him around. blindly? He, every time Lazarus went to the bathroom, he had to do a reach around. Okay. <laughs> this is really getting off. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> now, he did get an audience with the king. Lazarus was known for his uh, ability to pleasure women. Um... Oh, that's so gross. Because he had all those parts, moving parts down there. And he got quality women, I'm sure. Oh, he got quality women. Did he um, ever marry? He never did marry. Um, but Surprising. His Real brother, <laughs> his brother that grew out of his stomach, actually saved his life. How did that occur? Did he well, get married? Lazarus was a little, he was a foul-tempered man. A foul, foul-tempered man. And one day someone made a joke that Lazarus didn't like. And Lazarus killed him. Now they took him before the judge and said, "Well, yes, we should kill Lazarus for this murder." But it so he was—he was, he was actually charged with murder. He was charged with murder, but the judge said, and he was convicted of murder. They charged but both of him, or just charged just Lazarus? Lazarus? No, because the guy had no arms; he could not stab the other guy. It would be dead arms. It would be yeah, difficult. Would, that's a, what if that's pretty him? good in defense. You have no arms. Yeah. <laughs> so they decided that it would be unfair. To kill Jonas. Well, absolutely. Joanna. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Whatever. So, because he was completely innocent. So what did they do with him? They let him go. Probation or anything? Not even probation. Uh, I believe they found... In-house incarceration? Uh, Electronic monitoring? I believe they gave him an ankle bracelet for home incarceration for six months. And they couldn't give his brother an ankle bracelet. You could have blamed it. He should have blamed it on a collar. A collar. Shot collar. Shot collar, yeah. In case he tried to run off. So, but he was was a... uh, Now, Johannes is what's known as a parasitic twin. Because he was solely dependent upon living from his brother. If he was going to die, he, he was going to die. Okay. Unlike Chang and Ng, who could live on their own. How would that work? So you would have, one of them could die and the other one could live? Well, one would be dead weight. Well, yeah, they'd, you'd have to drag them around. And they would, it would make it harder to get dressed. And it would, mm-hmm. they would smell, I would think. Well, I would think, it's I think they have to be separated. Okay, yeah, so uh, what, how, long, how long did he live, uh, Lazarus and Johannes? How long did they live? They lived a full life, but they don't have an exact date of death. But he lived in, into, uh, I wouldn't say old age, but he lived past his 50s. 
Well, did they do okay with the freak show? I mean, did they make a? I mean, they made a living at it, and they they made a living. He was a, he was quite a celebrity. He did. He was basically his own freak show. So he went around. He would get free food. He made his. Living. I feel He's that a freelancer. way. I feel that way sometimes. <laughs> He's a freelance. I'm my own freak, freak show. Okay, well, thanks, Charles, for that enlightening story. And, uh, Brandy, you're going to tell us a little bit about Lobster Boy, which I'm sure will be much much higher quality than that last story. Shorter. shorter. Well, you did not like my... Oh, no, I loved it. Okay. So the most, the most famous gentleman that was billed as Lobster Boy's name was Grady Styles. There were more than one? There were several. Um, you can't swing a dead cat without <laughs> You were like, yeah, it's horrible. Boy, yeah. Um, but Gary Grady, excuse me, Grady was a freak show performer, um, and the deformity that makes the lobster claws what they're known as is ectrodactyly. Uh, the fingers and toes are f- fused together to form claw-like extremities, um, and therefore they made his stage name Lobster Boy. Um, he his family had a long history of this particular deformity. He actually was the sixth in a line that began um, with the birth of his brother in 1805, William. Um, his father, Grady Styles' father, was a sideshow attraction. Um, and when his son was born, then he had the same deformity. He added him to his act. Um, he, his dad married... That's a lie. He married... Uh, twice and ended up having four children, uh, two of whom had uh, ectrodactyly. Yeah. Um, they toured together as the Lobster Family. Um, and when they were not traveling with the carnival, they lived in Gibson, Florida. Um, it's a place where a lot of... A lot of, the car- a lot of carnies live there yeah. in the off-season. Yeah. Carney Central. That must be a fun place in the winter. Can't swing a dead cat without hitting Carney. Do not like cold weather. No. They don't. Um, however, well, if you're a lobster boy, you can't. I mean, we can't make a snowman. Or well, no. But uh, he was an alcoholic, and he was extremely abusive. <laughs> He's a real prick, basically. He really was. Um, <laughs> due to his deformity, he couldn't walk, uh, and he got around on his wheelchair. But most of the time, he used his um, hands and arms to move around. He just kind of pulled himself around or whatever, but it made him very, very strong, um, which made him very, very dangerous. So um, he had several run-ins with the law because of that. Um, In 1978, in Pennsylvania, Stiles actually shot and killed his older daughter's, his oldest daughter's fiancé on the eve of their wedding. Now, it doesn't give a reason. just says shot and killed her. So it could have had a gun. I would want to question the, the wedding gun. gift. <laughs> I would want to question the gun that they used, but whatever. Um, yeah, but Mr. Boy had no fingers. Well, he That'd had those two big fingers. Shotgun. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he was brought to trial and openly confessed to killing the man, and was convicted Braggart. of third degree Braggart. murder. I whatever. It sounds kind of goofy, but third he was degree. not sent to prison. Because they could not accommodate his his deformity, so he was given fifteen years probation. What could he 
his his little uh, his little arms his and little, little paws could yeah. cut through the cells there and little feet. I see, don't know. See, see, that's what I don't understand. They gave him fifteen years probation. What, what do they have hanging over his head if they can't put him in prison? I don't know, but they uh, maybe the prison was an ADA whatever. Well, he couldn't get around in his I wheelchair. I don't him. know, but he stopped drinking. Good um, for him. Yeah, he's you know sobered up, overachiever. He remarried his first wife, Maria, but he began drinking again after that. And he became even... What's the common denominator? (laughs) Exactly. He became even more abusive. More abusive than killing somebody? (laughs) Yes. What, did he become the axe man in New Orleans? I don't know, but your word holes keep going, and I'm trying to do my thing. So, word holes. Keep going. Um, So, in 92, Maria and her son from a previous marriage... Hired a 17-year-old sideshow performer named Chris Wyatt. Gave gave him 1500 bucks to wipe out the Lobster Boy. So Wyatt walked up behind him, and on November 29, 1992, popped a cap in his ass three times, the back of the head. See. Bah, bah, bah. So Lobster Boy gets wasted. So Lobster Boy is wasted. Uh, the three of them, the, all three of them were brought to trial and convicted. They didn't get probation, I take it. No. <coughs> um, That's a discrimination. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? Uh, the kid that actually the kid that actually killed the killed Lobster Boy uh, was convicted of second degree murder and sentenced to twenty seven years. Uh, the son was given life in prison, and Maria was given uh, twelve years in prison for conspiracy, even though it was her idea. Yeah, didn't wasn't she just like saying I, something needs to be he done? He was going to kill my family. Well, he was, and, and I don't know. And it's hard to tell if it was like really planned, if she wanted him to do something. But now there was money. There's I mean, money changed. Funds. Money changed there hands. Was, I thought she just said something like he's going to kill us, or and then the and then the her son or whoever took a cue from that and and uh, went out and hired this guy. I didn't think she was. Directly it says involved. her and her son hired a. 17-year-old okay. sideshow performer. Okay. There was consideration given. There was, and they gave him 1500 bucks. So Apparently not enough. So he's dead, but that was as late as 92. Poor guy. Yeah, so... I don't know that I feel sorry for him. So Lobster Boy is down the tubes, but he traveled almost that whole time. He and his sons... You know, traveled with the carnival and showed off their lobster skills. Have either of you been to a freak show? I no. Mean, aside from here? Yeah, besides here. Besides here in Walmart, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, Chuck is going to tell us now about Scrotum Man or. Briefly. Not Scrotum Man. The, uh, Did well, he wear a cape? Scrotum Man. Did he wear a cape? Uh, this man is Jean Baptista dos Santos, and he was born down in Portugal in 1843. I'm in Portugal. Yeah, now, the interesting thing about him is he had two completely functioning tallywhackers. 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 Is that also also commonly known as penai? Two functioning penai. Penises. Which is plural for penises. Yeah, the the Latin uh, penis or the Latin tallywhacker. (laughs) He had three scrota. Scroti. Skirtai. Scrota. And four testicles. Now, two of his testicles climbed up back in there when he was 10 years old, so he only ended up with two. But he had four testicles. Four testicles, two peni, and what? what uh, how many scrotums? Three. 
Yeah, so he had a lot going on down there. Oh, he had he a quit. He had a party going on down there. I hope the I hope the man was ambidextrous. If he was ambidextrous, he'd never have to leave the house. <sighs> he'd have been great. So what did what did uh, what did he do? I mean, did he just like go around and people look he at his did not, He did not become a freak show performer so much as he made his living going around to medical experts and letting them study him for pay. I think he just liked being fondled. Uh, well, you know, I'm not really sure, and you have not had this experience yet, Bluehead Devil, but which he had three scroti. How did the doctor hold them and say cough? He had to, well, maybe he had to do it three times. Or he brought in his assistant. They brought in an assistant, <laughs> possibly. A couple of assistants. Yeah. Um, he was very popular, obviously, with the ladies. He said ladies' man. He was ladies a ladies' man. man. Um, he could... Uh, he, uh, if he would, if he would get charged with um, indecent exposure, would he get charged three times? I don't know. Well, well, it, no, just twice. There's only two peni. Oh, two peni. Yeah, not teabagging. He get charged three times. Three times. But uh, or six times. He lived a full life. He died when he was 57 years old. He made his living traveling around medical circles, letting doctors uh, examine him. Take pictures of him, whatnot. Well, this was 1843. Make drawings. Wouldn't you like whatever. that? Love to have that on your phone, though, so you could text it to people. If they want a picture of you, you can just text them your picture of your three peni or two penises. No, yeah. I'm okay. With, I'm, I'm okay not doing that. I'm just saying it would be. It would stand out. You would stand out on Tinder. <laughs> so. would, it would be something interesting to add to your profile. So, so uh, what? So, what, how did? Do they know what the medical condition was that he had? Is it? It is was. It, um, oh, make up some Latin. It's, multiplus penalis. Multiplus telewacaris. I believe I it think was a uh, medical condition that was uncom- not unheard of, but uncommon. Wow. Well, thank you, uh, Colonel. And they were normal sized penises. Do you know the size? What do you consider normal? Uh, well, one was five and three, three quarters, and one was five and a half. He had ten inches of pecker. <laughs> he had almost eleven inches of peni. Yeah, but over two, you have to divide by two. Yeah, that's well, true. Okay, well, um, thank you, Colonel, for that enlightening story. This keeps getting better. <laughs> and Brandy, you want to tell us about what's, who's your next guy? Francesco Lentini. Mr. Lentini was born, he absorbed his twin, and he was born with three legs and an extra set of genitals, and he also had a small penis growing out of his kneecap. Charles, that has it over your guy. I'm sorry. That, that's weirder. How many scrotums did he have? I don't know. I assume two. It came out of his kneecap. Yeah, they they thought it was a thumb at first. <laughs> What was it? I hear that a lot. Okay, so he, the guy, the the twin was absorbed, and he was attached to Francesco's spine. Um, So total, how many peni did this man have? Okay, you're gonna have to take it easy for just a second. Two genitalia and then one on his knee. He actually your story straight. Come on. He actually had four feet. Uh, There was a. 
He had two sets That's of functioning genes. male genitalia. Okay, so I like when a pecker coming out of his uh, knee. It was. I know. I'm sorry. It doesn't go over on Chuck's guy, but it was his. I'm sorry. It was. Um, it was toes. Oh. It was a foot. Oh, well, that's different. Coming out of his knee. I know. It is different. I'm sorry. And, and, You're you know, embellishing this story. I'm trying. Not really. <laughs> he was just trying to one-up me. I wasn't. Well, All right. Had to have a peck on the knee to beat So, him. I know. He. So, his brother was attached to his spine, and he actually had, Lentini actually had four feet, um, because their secondary foot protruded from his knee. Uh, he had three legs, four feet, 16 toes, and two sets of functioning male genitals. Now, to for all of that, to boot all of that, all his legs were different lengths. Oh, well, of course man. he was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we get, we get any pants or size, he must be I a hell. Well, you know, he well, needs lifts for shoes. Well, when you had three legs. I mean, He's got a lot going the on. Same size, it would be. He he hated obviously as a child he hated you know having these extra appendages. Did um, he like they, soccer at all? I'd, well, some he bitch could play kickball like nobody's business. Thank you. He um, he couldn't have Celtic soccer. He couldn't have anything removed because everything was so close to his spine, and they were afraid that it would paralyze him. When was this? When did this guy live? Um, it was eighteen. I'm okay, sorry. so it, it's eighteen hundred. It, it was a long time ago. Not 1889. Like, not like the uh, three P9 guy. Of, no, check it out. no, that's a whole other set of issues. But it was 1889. It was in Italy. Picture it, Sicily, 1889. Yeah. Three-legged man. Yeah. So, but he couldn't have it removed. His parents refused to acknowledge him, and his aunt kind of took him in and sent him and put him into a home for disabled children. Aww. There. Uh, when he got to this home, he discovered these kids that were much, much worse off than he was, and he decided to pull his shit together. And uh, he learned to walk. <laughs> I know they are worse they were off. Worse off than him. They they were. They I were. I met a man with three legs. I th- I was mad because I didn't have three shoes, and then I met a man with three legs. I don't know. I just I'm just wow. <laughs> so. But anyway, I just can't imagine anyone being much worse than that. (laughs) I complained about having three legs and well, you know what? No feet. But they all functioned. I mean, all his legs functioned. They were all, you know, he could function. He was, you know, he was better off than some of those people that had mental deficiencies and things like that. Today they they would probably be able to do surgery or something. Today they probably could. So anyway, so he learned to walk. He also learned to run, jump rope. He rode a bike. (laughs) Had to be a bitch. <laughs> Pedal faster. Um, he rode a bike, and it was a big deal. He uh, kicked a soccer ball with his extra leg. It was part of his act at the sideshow. Did he have that? He would was kick it the a, soccer a ball. Specially built bike, or was it just a regular bike? I don't know anything about his bike per se. I didn't look up his bike. So basically, you didn't do a lot of research on this. Is what you're what I'm telling you is, I didn't look up the damn bike. I'd okay. like to watch this guy play hacky sack. I would love that. Yeah, it'd be amazing. So, at the age of eight, uh, he came over to America and became an instant sensation. He was charming crowds. He was very smart. He had very quick um, quick wit. Quick on his feet. Quick on his Exactly. Quick on. Plenty of feet. Uh, sense of humor. Uh, he was very agile. He had, you know, basically ma- <laughs> he'd mastered his legs by then. Did they not call him the human tripod? <laughs> they did not. They did not. No. So did he do pretty well at this sci uh, <coughs> freak show? He did very career? well. As he got older, um, he turned his performances more to doing interviews, more of a Merv Griffith type oh. 
uh, thing where he would interview people because he was so smart. Um, he, but he would conduct interviews while propped on his extra leg. He'd have one leg put up, and you Did know, he have a sidekick. I don't. I don't think he had a sidekick. Uh, but he would take questions about himself, and <laughs> he no. also revealed, showing his mental sharpness. He also revealed that he bought two pairs of shoes and gave the extra shoe to a one-legged man. Oh, so did see, he ever make the one-legged man kick in half? I don't know. Um, his charm did not go unnoticed, and he soon took a bride. Oh. They had four healthy children, and he continued to tour until he died at the age of 78 in, like, 1966 or something. Um, you know, he worked for over 40 years with every major circus and sideshow, including Bartum and Bailey, and he was really liked and respected among his peers. So he did very well for himself. Uh, despite despite his malformation. Yeah, and that's the way with a lot of these. Did he learn to tap dance? Uh, no, I don't know. But he could twerk like no other. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing with a lot of these. Uh, He's a river dancer. These performers is that you have to wonder, <laughs> you have to wonder what kind of lives they would have had had it not been for the side shows and the freak shows because you know a lot of them were able to make good money and have a good you know good li- make a good living doing this. My question is, could the lobster boy swim faster than Michael Phelps? I don't know, but he couldn't swim faster than Mr. Lentini because he had all that propulsion behind him. Okay, so this is a kind of a mean show. We're making fun of people and their deformities, but... What? (laughs) They really did benefit a lot. Like I said, if it wasn't for... The sideshows and the freak shows, a lot of them would have been just in institutions or something somewhere and wouldn't have been able to uh, make a living. While with with these sideshows, they were able to live a pretty good life. Like I said, in the, in the case of Tom Thumb, he went on to be a very wealthy man and um, even went, later became partners with P.T. Barnum. So we're gonna. That's we're coming to the part of our show where we're having we're, what we're calling the the great debate. And the debate question today is, were the freaks um, victims who were being exploited? And first we're going to hear Brandy's side of the story. No, they weren't victims. They weren't being exploited. They, nobody took them hostage. Nobody made them perform. Nobody did anything. These people were given sanctuary uh, at a time when people were not nice to people that were different. Um, they were given sanctuary. They were given a job. Uh, they were given, you know, basically a family. A lot of them had been turned out by their own families. They were given a family. Uh, they were given purpose. And I don't think, you know, I don't think that that, you know, it's not like they weren't being paid. They were being paid. It was a job. Um, you know, there wasn't a big, huge they had stopped the practice of actually making their own freaks. Back, 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 back in the early days of freak shows, they made their own freaks. They would get these abandoned kids and screw them up and make their own freaks. Uh, but this wasn't this wasn't the case in the ones that we were talking about. As it got later on, people would recognize that and didn't like it. So, I don't think they were being exploited at all. I think they were given a they were given an opportunity. They took it. Uh, It allowed them to live richer, fuller lives than they would have perhaps done on their own. Yeah, and even like today, you've got the, you've got the uh, you know the t- the reality TV shows. I made a joke about that earlier, but you do have the the short people reality TV mm-hmm. shows. You've got the 
morbidly one, obese. Yeah, one of the one of the short people's a doctor, so I think she'd be all right without her reality TV show. No, but my point is, they even today people are attracted to you know people, to the odd, to the odd, yes, to the different, and that's why they listen to this podcast. So, Charles, you're gonna what, what do you have odd, to say to Brandy's uh, argument? Well, you blue haired devil, clearly you haven't thought this through. <laughs> And maybe you're just not able to, girl. Because Be careful. Sometimes I think if leather were brains, you couldn't saddle up a June bug. <laughs> I really regret teaching you that. But I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to say yes. They were in fact taken advantage of, and I have a problem with this on two different levels. Can you count that high? First of all, I don't like these people being paraded in front of polite society. Why can't we just put them and take care of them, put them in a dark room somewhere, feed them every day, give them some comic books, maybe give them cable, uh, whatever. Give them cable and comic books? Cable and comic books. What about PlayStation? Are you okay with that? Yeah, PlayStation, except for the Lobster Boy. You have to get a special controller. But but I don't want to be walking down the street and stumble across a three-legged man. I'm just saying. And it was bought and sold so, like, so much cans of sardines. I mean, General Tom Thumb, they, they bought him. He was basically... I think he was just rented. Well, he was rented, but Commodore Nut, he was bought. I mean, most of these people were just bought and sold like human trafficking. It's what we eat. So you <clears> feel <throat> it's human trafficking? It is, in fact, human trafficking. And, uh, and, 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 I, and I do not want to see them. What? I'm liable to stumble across the bearded lady when I'm trying to eat my dinner, and she comes down into the Perkins and sits next to me. Into the Perkins? No. Yeah, I don't want to see her. Yeah, there's a lot of people we didn't get to talk about. We didn't get to talk about sword swallowers, which I know is a favorite of yours. A sword swallower is a, uh, a, a, well, I will just leave it at that, but sword swallowing is a lost art, really. Okay, so I have to choose a winner. I'm choosing the colonel. I think he made of a Of course you are. I'm thinking he makes a Of course you choose the colonel. Well, clearly it's human trafficking. Uh, so, so what you're saying you're is... Clearly you're both dillweeds. So what you're saying is it's okay to buy and sell people. That's clearly what you're, you're saying. Clearly you're both dillweeds. Okay, so thank you again for joining us. Join us next time. Look for us on iTunes and Twitter or at our uh, webpage. HistoryDweebs.com. HistoryDweeb.com. Yes. One dweeb. Sorry. One dweeb. Thank one you. One dweeb. Don't forget to go to our website and sign up for our new contest. There's no contest. There's there no a contest. Facebook page. Our Facebook page. Or you can sign up on our Facebook page or our website. That's not true. Uh, the winner receives a date with Lobster Boy. Oh, that's not true at all yep. either. He's dead. All right, Lobster everyone. Boy thank boy. you for joining us, and ch- uh, check us out next time. Thanks Good again day. for... You have anything else to say there, Colonel? A uh, good day to all. Brandy? No. Until next time. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.